way, fucking yeah, Brits abroad, mate, we're going all fucking up, get the beers in Sandway! Welcome to Talking Shit with a Yank and a Brit. I'm the Yank. And I'm the Brit. <laughs> How you doing? Beautiful. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Had a week I mean, off work. How did how was that for you? What did you even do? Um, I've been like really busy, even though I can't really remember what I've done, but I've not stopped. Um, and I'm really tired, so I need another week off to feel better. I did go I went up to London to a comedy show. Oh yeah, say more. That was super good. It was Joanne McNally, who's a fucking brilliant comedian. And honestly, like, it was just one joke after another. But, like, in not, like, punchline after punchline, but she's just Mm -hmm. so fucking funny. From the moment she came out, I was just in stitches. And it was was so good. She's in Boston tonight, so. (laughs) Yeah, I looked her up after you told me about it. And I don't think she's, I think the closest was maybe Chicago. And I don't know. I I thought I saw that one got cancelled. Yeah, that's that's quite far away. I mean, it's not that far. It's a drivable distance. Well, for us, it's a drivable distance. I feel like you guys would be like, fuck that. It's like six hours, I think. (laughs) Yeah, just for like a two-hour show. Yeah, yeah. But Chicago's fun, so I guess I can make a weekend of it. But uh, also, I mean, the coronation was on Saturday. (laughs) Yes, coronation was on Saturday. Didn't watch any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a barbecue in torrential rain, as Brits do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all stood under a gazebo for yeah. most of the afternoon. Fancy. Uh, yeah, that's pretty, pretty fucking fancy. I mean, that is never there when I come over. You guys do not pull out the gazebo for us. No, it's only because we knew it was going to absolutely chuck it down, which mm. it did all day. Yeah. Um, and I did say, you know, we could just have a gathering, like a house party. But no, it was Keith's birthday. He wanted a barbecue. So we Keith did a gets barbecue. what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> and then on Sunday, I had another gig. Oh, yeah, that looked really fun. Well. And Good. oh my God, I didn't tell you. I got a guy's number in <gasps> real life. You uh, met in person. Tell me how it happened. Set the scene. <laughs> okay. Sounds romantic, but it's not. It was really awkward and terrible. So I'll set the scene. That's my favorite. I'm singing, you know. Playing the audience, you know, just performing. Flirting, yeah. Flirting with the audience. I kept catching the eye of this guy who was in the audience and I was like, hmm, he's hot. Um, And so, yeah, so after we'd finished the set, I kind of, we end up, we do just end up talking to loads of random people. people yeah, they come up to, to you and, to fawn over you and Yeah, and just ask for autographs and things. Tell like you that. what you could have done better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just how awful it sounded. <laughs> um, so at one point I ended up talking to sort of the little group that this guy was in. Immediately realized that I have no chat. I don't know how to flirt in real life. And I was like just just I was just like just talking to him like a normal person obviously but I was Mm -hmm. like I don't know how to develop move this this forward forward. yeah to move this forward um uh 
so that was sort of the end of that. And then a bit later on, I was sitting with Chaz and some of the other locals because it's, it's Chaz's local bar or local pub. And he knows everyone there. And I stupidly went, who's that guy over there? Uh-oh. He's really hot. <laughs> Uh-oh. He was like, oh, my God, do you like him? I'll get him over. I was like, no, 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 no. Just, I just wondered if you knew him. Like, I mean, bless. That's that's quite the wingman of him. I know. And I was like, no, no, don't. That's really embarrassing. We're not in school. Like, chill. Turned around because we're on, like, those sort of benches in the garden, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. And I could see him doing something out the corner of his eye. Oh, God. <laughs> and he was going, he's going, oh, she likes you. She likes you. <laughs> you plus her equals us. He's <laughs> like, what are you doing? And he's like, come over, come and sit down, come and sit down. And then, like, some of the other guys all got, like, wing, uh, wind, rather, of what was happening. So they all started joining in. So this guy oh, comes no. to sit down and they're basically playing like schoolyard matchmaker. Mm-hmm. It was really embarrassing, but he seemed quite cool with it. It's a plus. So I was like, okay, well, he's clearly not put off by the idea. So I was like, well, I'll take your number. Shall I? And I took his number. What's his name? We've been texting. But so yeah, I so think- we've been messaging. Um... I'm going to ask him for a drink. Please keep us updated. I will. Though I do want to say that I feel like this, the, the fact that the guys made it so awkward and it wasn't anything you did. Because, like, <laughs> you, it could have been something that you did and then you would have to, that would be something you lie awake at night about. But this is purely them and you look like the unwilling participant. And that's really cute. Yeah. And it gave me, like, a good intro message as well. Yeah, because I was like, "Hi, it's me." Really sorry for the like childish, embarrassing matchmaking. And it's a great story for the pod. Quite liked it. Yeah. Well done, Chaz and fellas. Well done. Thanks, guys. Thanks, wingmen. Appreciate (laughs) it. Yeah. What have you been up to? Uh, Well, I worked all week, and didn't. I mean, the coronation was on because I know I sent you a picture. Cause I like turned on my TV and it was just on the channel that it was on. Um, but I did not really watch it even though we just got done talking about it for our last episode the night before. And I think that that was probably a smart move because the stuff I saw later, it seems like, like the stuff that people are pulling out of it. Katy Perry couldn't find her seat. Yeah. Meghan Markle dressed up in disguise as this old white man who's actually just a like German composer who was there. <laughs> That's like the internet stuff. No one's even really like talking about the coronation itself. So there's that. And, you know, I just had a week of work. I'm tired, tired of, I had a lot of conversations and meetings about why people are fighting about things. And yeah. Well, I, um, I've got another Keith Corrections Corner. Do you want to hear it? What does the man want to tell us we did wrong this time? <laughs> yeah, what are we being corrected on by the men now? Love you, Keith. But yes, tell me. I want to hear it. So last episode, we obviously discussed the Royals and uh, the Commonwealth Games. Mm-hmm. 
I said it happens every year. It doesn't. So, <laughs> so I apologize. How often does it happen? I don't know. I've not bothered to look into it. <laughs> oh, you didn't get that information? No. Well, I was looking forward to watching this year, but I guess I'll wait. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. <laughs> You'll have to wait now, okay? It might be all our listeners are going to have to wait too. Sorry, sorry, everyone. We'll try to do better this time, but probably not. I did say maybe he can just be our like fact checker, but after the fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't worry about it beforehand. <laughs> but uh, you know, we love having correction corner. At some point, he can just do the segment himself. We'll have him on. We'll make a little jingle for him. Keith correction corner. <laughs> Keith correction corner. So it looks like they're every four years. Oh, like the Olympics. Yeah. Okay then. All right. So corrected. We've sorry. been we've been Keith corrected. Yeah. Sorry if anyone was offended. All right. <laughs> I'm sure everyone knew that and was like shouting at their device. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably, that's probably a lot of that. <laughs> Every time you mispronounced one of the countries in the Commonwealth. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Uh, sorry. still great content. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of what we do wrong, being told every day, I feel like that happens a lot. Sure does. Um, just, especially just, if you have a, a vagina. Mm, I can't speak, mm-hmm. sorry. Especially if you have a vagina. I mean, and I know I have one. <laughs> I certainly do have one. <laughs> Say more about what you mean by that. Not that you have one, but if you have a vagina. <laughs> well, um, I've certainly experienced it quite a lot um, in the workplace. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're looking at what, 15 years now of working full time and trying to be successful. And particularly for me, I'm, I'm not sure about your industry, but my industry is very male orientated. Mm. Um, so it's been interesting, really, learning how to navigate that world um what i need to do to succeed so i think when i first started as an attorney i pretty pretty male dominated though i think it's starting to maybe shift or at least like law students maybe the majority is getting close to equal or even more female i know in my current field in, in my office, even where it's all mostly female. In fact, we're like desperate in desperate need of men, which is really weird to say because of the type of services we do. One has to have a male female team. Yeah. Um, but still, though, because we work with attorneys, judges, therapists, like a whole bunch of a whole different slew of people that I still think it's, you know, I just as being as a woman in, in the workplace, I, I experience a lot, too, that feels a little bit 
like stereotypy or like gendered kind of inappropriately and it sucks it sucks a lot yep it's really fucking infuriating actually in Um, fact i think that we're not alone in that there's research on what women experience in the workplace particularly women of color who the the shit that they have to deal with and put up with Mm. and not react to less they want it to come down on them worse it just it's it's exhausting and it's this kind of like those articles we were talking about this emotional labor that we have Mm. to have or do that no like no wonder I'm so tired this week you know? Mm-hmm. And for anyone that doesn't know what that term means, emotional labor is essentially like extra tasks that you're expected to do as a woman in the workplace. So for example, you know, doing the tea rounds, making the tea for everyone, um, organizing leaving presents or, you know, team building days or taking the notes during a meeting just because you're a woman when it's not actually your job role to do so Um, and unfortunately because we are trying to to be equal and to be accepted um, we are more likely to say yes when when asked and we're I think it's what 50% more likely to be asked than our male counterparts so for for things that really aren't like if we were to then go into a performance evaluation and ask for a raise and point out those extra things that we do mm. would not be considered reasons for a raise or a promotion. And it, those things you mentioned, I think another one in this one particular article from The Guardian that says, you know, the need to boost the male egos around you too mm-hmm. you know and not be perceived as you know contradictory or difficult or you know I think for women of color aggressive or angry uh have to just yep. like this what was it the word a pro-social kind of personality characteristic we need to have where it's just very caring and empathetic to others and soft and kind of agreeable and nice and when you're not those things you get labeled difficult whereas men get labeled as Mm -hmm. assertive and confident yeah definitely um and even like I've, I've had situations where I've been uh not moaning about things but airing my views on things I'm not happy about and in those situations, we get called emotional mm-hmm. or stroppy and, you know, oh, it's you're in a period, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just telling you that I'm not happy with the situation and it needs to change. Like, it's so yeah. fucking annoying. Well, and you're in a supervisory role and have been when part of that job is actually like having to give some constructive criticism and feedback and reprimand. Mm-hmm. And just having to do it almost in a way, depending on who you're talking to, to to like cater to that person seems so counterintuitive to the whole point of being a supervisor and addressing issues. Mm. There's certain people that I have to deal with in 
as you say, in a, in a certain manner, because I know it will be taken the wrong way. And so I have to play it in a certain way, um, which is really annoying. And again, adds to more like emotional stress mm-hmm. because I can't just be myself and say it how it is I have to think about how I'm going to play the game and how I'm going to get my views across in a way that they are going to be accepted and they are going to be listened to um it's very frustrating just like getting a seat at the table where you actually can contribute and not be like hey Gemma are you going to be the one taking notes Mm -hmm. today yeah I've had that so many times me too I've been asked to even like sit in on like HR meetings for people not in my team, not even in my departments, just so that I can be there to take notes. Oh, you're just the office scribe now? Yeah. (laughs) Did you get paid extra for that? No. Nothing to do with me. Why are you asking me that? Oh, you're really good at it. You're really good at typing. I've got enough work to do as it is. (laughs) Yeah. It's an absolute joke. I got asked to be on a committee kind of after the committee already started. And this was a big frustration of mine when I first started, because I just like wanted to be asked and because it made me feel like I, I was valued. Like we should have Kate be on this because she can contribute something really important. And that didn't happen. And I remember talking to my boss to be like, how, how come you never asked me to be on committees? Well, you never volunteer. Well, no, because you announced the committees and not the opportunities to volunteer. Yeah. But if, if, if I need to volunteer, then I will. So then I started volunteering for every single thing. But for this one, I, you know, I got asked to be on this committee for this, like, kind of the staff development thing we're doing. Mm. And I came in and there were like three meetings in and it was clear to me that basically I got asked so I could type up the notes and do like the, the like, the tech part like, uh, mm. like the PowerPoints and like develop those slides and stuff. And I'm just like, this is why you guys wanted me to do it because I'm a good typer, quote unquote. And also I'm young. So I get the tech, like that's, <laughs> those are the things you guys value about me, not my like experience yeah. mm-hmm. and expertise and, you know, child development, custody, parenting, time issues, conflict resolution. None of that actually matters. That's what you guys are here for. <laughs> yeah. It really, su- it was really upsetting. Yeah, I had a similar thing where I was asked to come to like senior management executive yearly meeting, like the board meeting. Mm-hmm. I was like, brilliant, like they're actually appreciating my work and mm-hmm. I can contribute and they're going to, you know, they appreciate my views and my what I'm giving to this company. Um, and at some point, throughout that meeting basically the the chair of the company sort of let slip that me and this other woman that was there were only there because they needed to include a certain number of women <laughs> for like equality reasons <laughs> we have a quota for yeah. females in the room if you guys could go sit in the corner we put some toys over there for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Set an iPad up for you to watch some TV. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe that slip. That is, oh, mm-hmm. impressive. I know that was that was quite a 
but you can't say anything. No. Do you know what I mean? I mean like in the real world, like- I'll be like, "Fuck you, mate!" Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna leave because if I'm not appreciated here, then I'll go elsewhere. But I can't do that in a work situation. You just have to be like, "Oh, glad I could help." I, I mean, what do you think would have happened if you had been like, did you, if I get this right, I'm actually only here just as like a warm body, a warm vagina, so to speak. Um, that just to clarify, that's like, so does that mean I am getting paid? Can I, I can tell you now the reaction would have been, oh, don't, no, don't, you've taken that the wrong way. No, don't be so mm-hmm. silly. That's, that's not what I meant by it at all. No, yeah. you're, you're getting too emotional about this. It's, that's not what I meant. That's fucking what they'd say, I guarantee. Because there's been other situations where I have stood my ground and said, am I only here because I'm a woman? Or you've only said that to me because I'm a woman or something like that. And then, no, 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 you're, no, you've you've taken that the complete wrong way. No, you're twisting my words. You're, you know, no, I'm fucking not. <laughs> God, I love instead exactly of gaslighting in the workplace. Gosh. Mm. And I think that... See, a part of me wants to be like, that's like pointing it out more is the right thing to do. But then it, it is, there's never, because what they could have been like, I can see why what I just said came off that way. And that's how it, you, that's how it, you, it was received. And I'm sorry, let me try that again. You know, that would have been a really simple way to like address it without actually just convincing you that you're actually crazy and overly sensitive. Yeah. Exactly. Sad. Well, as a result of that, it makes it's made me do certain things differently. So uh, when I was coming up in my career, I was very conscious of um, like my postures and the way I delivered information. Um, I've purposely tried to be less feminine and more masculine and I've imitated masculine you know postures when can you demonstrate that for me real quick so like (laughs) you're gonna do the band spread (laughs) (laughs) i know you guys can't see her but she scooted her chair back and just kind of like went back and spread her legs (laughs) (laughs) so women take up less space normally Mm -hmm. and we we sit there like that whereas i'm I'm now aware that I need to take up space. When I'm in a board meeting, I need to use my hands to express. However, without being too expressive, because that could be seen as like too assertive and too yeah. dominant. And they're, that's, they're scared of that. So, I, you know, there's a limit to it. Um, and things as well, like what, what to wear in the workplace. Um, yeah. You know, I, I will go for a more lesbian chic look. Because um, I think it looks more, mm-hmm. you know, it's more accepted in the workplace. If I go in wearing a skirt and pretty mm-hmm. stuff like that, then I feel, I personally feel like I won't be taken as seriously. Um, so I tend to wear a lot of black and trousers and power clothes, I guess. That is interesting because I know for a fact that, like, yeah, very much how I sit, I try to take like take up less space and how I dress like I clothing and being creative in my clothing was kind of how I like to express myself particularly when I was working as a public defender with kids I didn't want to wear like just a basic suit when I was going 
to talk to kids at school. I wanted yeah. to like dress approachably and I would wear cute dresses and colorful pants and tops with little bows. And uh, I was coloring my hair at that one point and it unfortunately turned bright orange. I liked it, not what I was going for and did that for a while. And then my, my female boss came in and she sat down and she's like, I want to tell you something. And I want you to know that I think it's fucked up, but I think you deserve to know. And she's like, some people are commenting on your hair and how it's hard to take you seriously. And you seem like less of a lawyer. And she's like, personally, I would just say, fuck them and do what you want. But I just want you to know this. And I immediately went and colored my hair, like, back to a normal color after that. Because I was just like, apparently, my hair is enough to make it seem like I don't know what I'm doing Yeah, here. Wow. It was, it, it, and I know, I really believe she was, she had my back and felt shitty even coming and telling me that. And in no way did she say, like, you need to change your hair color. She's like, mm. fuck, who fucking cares? But I just like some people approach me about this and I, I want you to know. And I've had times where I think just because of my age, people have been like, mm, are you sure you're an attorney? <laughs> no. Oh, fuck. No, you know what? I actually, I'm a maid. I don't know how I got this mixed up. <laughs> my bad. I'll just see myself out. And when I first started at my current job, I was in a service that we do where I have with my male partner because it was that service and the attorney took my business card wrote on it not sure she's qualified and fucking put it back down on the table and just like left it there showed it to the other attorney left it on the table for all of us to see for the whole three-hour meeting and I just sat there see I was just focused on that the whole time and my colleague looked at me afterwards and he's like let it go he's like you're gonna have to He's like, you're young, you're, you know, attractive, you're, these people are going to look at you and you're going to have to prove yourself. And I've actually had a lot of my bosses since graduating law school say, now I'm, now that I'm, you know, as we discussed last time about to die, that has happened. (laughs) (laughs) But I just, it's like, you're going to have to work extra hard to convince people that you actually should be doing what you're doing. Mm. And I just feel like men don't have that same burden no to that degree not at all no and it feels it just feels really unfair it does and quite honestly it's exhausting yeah I'm exhausted by it I just want to be myself (laughs) me (laughs) me too um yeah it's really tiring sometimes yeah, and I, you know, I'm not saying it's it's all men's fault. It's just no. a, it's it's, well, it's you know the patriarchal society that we live in. It's it's not one person's fault, but it is a thing, and they need to be more aware of it. And yep, well, and you know, I, there's so many things that I think we could look at and be like, we've made some progress a little progress and like are talking about things and trying to address things even if we're not being effective at it now but the one thing that I was surprised to see was that that statistic about how like men's comfortability with female leadership Mm. has gone down it's gone down (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, how is that possible that it's gone down? I don't understand. Especially in our our two countries, that's where we have some similarities. The men in our countries really are not comfortable with female leadership. Yeah. But at least you guys have had some female prime ministers. Like, we can't even get a female president. We have, yeah. But they've been wildly unsuccessful. Yeah. And I wonder whether they were actually unsuccessful and incompetent or whether that's just the like the rhetoric that was spun by the media and potentially by men who felt uncomfortable with it so like the question is if Theresa May were actually Terry May (laughs) and did everything exactly the same would it have played out the same would people have labeled him as unsuccessful, incompetent, mm. whatever. And I think that's a valid question. Yeah, I do too. And I mean, there's obviously no answer to it. But I mean, historically, female leaders run better countries. If you look at, especially the way like how um, the New Zealand Prime Minister mm-hmm. and um, Angela Merkel in Germany mm-hmm. dealt with like the whole COVID situation they had a much better way of dealing with it. They acted quicker. They're more empathetic, typically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the data on female leaders is much more successful, arguably, than male leaders. So why is it that men are losing faith in female leaders do you think it's just because they've beforehand before they had female leaders they were just trying to like be feminist and be like yeah female leaders would be great and then now they've actually had a taste of it they're like oh shit i'm feeling a bit emasculated like i can't handle that it could be i wonder if some of it has to do with some of those big movements like the Me Too movement and some of the reckoning Mm. in that regard. And now, again, we have this kind of like fragile masculinity thing happening where men are, you know, I don't know how many times in meetings, mostly with parents who are just like, man, white men just can't get a break. And I'm like, did you just say that aloud to me? I'm putting that in my report, sir. And I don't know, like, I mean... Something like that. I, I perhaps there's this, you know. I think a lot of it is. I'm thinking about um. Do you know Sarah Palin when mm-hmm. she ran for vice president with fuck? I don't know who even the president the the candidate was who ran with her. Was it McCain? I think I don't remember. Yeah, like it feels like he just picked her to be like, look a woman, look at that woman. Really? But she was so like demonstrably a bad choice that it made just, like, any attempt to, like, have a woman in leadership. Like, like she extrapolated it to the whole, you know? Like, mm-hmm. one person ruined it for everyone. And I, there's probably a number of factors. This article was, it's a little older. So I wonder if there's an update because it's from 2019. So it was before COVID. And I don't know what it might look like now if these same researchers and it looks like they were in Iceland. It was a group of female politicians who wanted to look at attitudes towards women leaders in industry, government, and other ro- roles. Um, but, you know, there is 
apparently, uh, like Canada and France had equal attitudes and Japan, Germany, and Italy had grown more positive. So it might just be a US UK thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <so> upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. So, I mean, too, too bad for Brexit. Otherwise, you could go to France. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the thing that really fucks me off is that this kind of unequal response to shitty behavior that women can engage in and men. Mm. And I'm thinking about this when I was working as a supervisor and trying to do my job, which was both, you know, advocating and dealing with my staff, but also working with the population that we were tasked to work with. Right. And it was a population that they were victims of crime. So like kind of a sensitive high need there. Right. And there were some difficult cases like homicides, you know, the family members of the homicide victims and there's no good outcome because nothing's going to bring their family member back. And my role or my staff's role was to kind of lead them through what was happening, you know, as the criminal case progressed. Mm -hmm. And I was doing my job in that case. And I was relaying the information I was getting. I was trying to address their questions. I was trying to get more information. I was just trying to handle it. And the attorney came into my office, closed the door, stood over me and yelled at me for five minutes about what I'm trying to do. Am I trying to get him fired? You know, no one likes you. Ever since you came here, everyone thinks you're out to get them, blah, blah, blah. And I just sat there. And this was, you know, during the pandemic and kind of the early days still, he was yelling without his mask on. And I just sat there and let him finish. And I was like, okay, are you done? And he said, yes. And I stood up and I said, let's go talk to our bosses about what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was just like, I'm just doing my job. I'm sorry that you're taking it so personally. Mm. And I'm sorry that clearly your colleagues think that I'm out to get them when again, I'm just trying to do my job. But, uh, you know, we can go address it with the super, our, our bosses, you know, the, the high level people who supervise us as supervisors, if you want. He was like, no, no, I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just going to go talk to them. And, and I was just like, okay, well, I will also be following up. And I did and shared and I learned from my staff, from my supervisor, that this kind of behavior, what he was notorious for this, just being really aggressive like that, intimidating. Mm -hmm. He's a very tall man. And for those of you who don't know me, I'm not tall. Um, and just like really critical, prone to outbursts, tantrums, that sort of thing. And nothing ever happened despite people saying something or, you know, the people who could do something about it, observing it. Oh, that's just how he is. And so like he finally, finally had like a reprimand and stuff. And good. like he apologized to me. Oh, I'm really sorry about what happened. And I, at that point, I didn't know if anybody had talked to him. Um, but walked away and I was like, oh, I guess he had his talking to. He seemed still pretty like, oh, so I'm sure it was really nothing because he's a white dude. And I was just like, oh, whatever. You know, I kind of didn't think anything would happen. And then he caught me again like an hour later or actually messaged me. He was like, could you come down here? And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I just, I just had a meeting with, you know, our bosses and they told me that lots of people have complained about me and people have said that I am, you know, 
aggressive and problematic and racist. And I just have never had, never had anyone ever say these things to me. And I was like, uh, sir, <laughs> uh, it, I think you probably knew that you were like this and you've just gotten away with it. And maybe it's time for you to reflect a little bit. If you mm-hmm. never had anyone tell you you're racist, I think, you know, probably everyone engages in that, particularly white people have, they have some of that thinking and behavior and maybe you need to reflect a little bit, but I appreciate your apology. Good luck with everything. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure I'm not there anymore. I'm sure he's carrying on as he was, but it was just like, if I had gone and done that to someone, mm. screamed at them, stood over them, whatever, mm. I'm sure that that would have been, particularly if it were a guy, if I had done it to him even, yeah. like probably would have, oh yeah, a hundred percent. So it's just, you know, you, we just have to just stay in our box and in the male space that's been created and yeah, stay nice. Lane. Yeah. 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 I'm very clumsy. I can't stay in my lane. <laughs> I just keep <laughs> falling out of my lane. I just keep falling out of my lane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so. there's so much really to to unpack in this area. Have, question for you though: Have you mm. ever had anyone work like colleague, someone in the workplace, comment to you about like your appearance, what you're eating, something kind of related to like not reproductive or like sexualized but some like commentary about just like being a woman having children anything like that I've not personally because I've made it quite clear I don't really want kids Mm -hmm. so I've been quite vocal about that but I have witnessed male uh colleagues talking about it um just you know again like flipping comments like oh well she'll probably go and have a baby soon anyway yeah um things like that yeah um and again on my part it's like a just a defensive thing like I feel like if I'm not vocal about the fact that I'm not going to run off and get married and have babies then I won't get as far in my career yeah which is really fucking sad (sighs) yeah Um, I I agree I mean that I feel like they're, even if they say, like, that's not how it is, it, it's hmm. kind of like, well... Well, it is. Like... So-and-so had a baby, so they're going to, like, not be as available, you know, whatever. And I feel like I almost get a little punished, too, because I don't have kids, that, like, I'm the one who's yep. expected to, oh, it's snowing out, we need some people at the office, school's out, so the people who have kids out. Yeah. So it's going to be Kate, you know? Yeah. And fine. Oh, well, we've got to give them, you know, the half term off because they've got kids. and Yeah. Right, okay, well, I'll just carry on working then, I suppose. (laughs) So we're not staffed. I had a a county attorney when I was in Iowa, right after I got married. I was, I think, I didn't work with him that much. I worked with his assistant kind of on our cases, and she and I were kind of debating back and forth on a case. And he was just sitting there. I don't even know why he was up there because he rarely was like the county attorneys the county attorneys very rarely like actually do anything (laughs) but he was up there and he just interrupted me and goes shouldn't you be pregnant because I just gotten married and I was like wow what what the fuck did you just say to me (laughs) 
I was, I, and at that point I never would have said that, but that was my kind of initial reaction. And I was just like, uh, anyway, and I just ignored it, but I should have been like, sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I even think, cause his, his assistant didn't have kids unmarried woman, a little bit older. I think even she was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I wish right. I had done something. But whatever. The thing is, no, oftentimes I... it's they say something and you're just in such a state of shock. Yeah. That they've actually said it out loud that you can't like it's like that situation where you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. And then an hour or so later you'll think of the best comeback to it. And I'm like, why right. didn't I fucking say that? But yeah, it's like it's such a a shock and like a did they li- did they actually just say that? Like <laughs> I can't. Yeah. yeah. He was a lot older too, and I was I was still, you know, in my early mid twenties. And I think it was just kind of, I think I've changed as far as like what I will like find acceptable and won't say yeah. something in response to. Cause I don't feel like I could. And it's super fucked up because like everyone thinks lawyers are supposed to be super argumentative, but it's, you know, I also wanted to not screw over my clients if I pissed someone off, you know, and they're like, well, then I'm not going to drop this charge or something like that. Mm. And it just, I think I could have done better about that, but not at that time in my life. No, that's it. You know, it's happened. What's happened happened and it couldn't have happened any other way because it didn't. But Yeah. Yeah. Piss take. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's quit. <laughs> All the females need to quit and the world will go to shit. And then maybe... Maybe like we'll, we'll start get up our, our own reproductive companies. rights back. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, there was a study, a 2020 report, the Globe, World Economic Forum's Global Gender Gap Report 2020 estimates it will take 99.5 years to achieve gender <laughs> parity at the current rate of progress. So, you know, <laughs> not in our lifetime or anything why why so long (laughs) (laughs) i think just with the rate of how things have gone coupled with you know i guess pay this says that men still do four point women still earn less than men and do 4.4 hours per day of unpaid work on average while men only do 1.7 hours the only thing i can see here that is a difference is because i have a vagina exactly and I so know full if well I went, got the a man penis. over there with the penis <laughs> is getting a lot more than me. That is this. Okay. All we need are penises. Okay, cool. That's all we need. That's Will a strap-on work? I think worth an experiment. We can start, you know, we can do baby steps. Okay, Strap cool. on first. <laughs> a sock Cancer. maybe to begin with? Yeah, well, you Try know, we'll just do a little stuffing first. Yeah, okay. Do you want to know the percent of women in companies, board of directors for the UK? Yeah, uh, as of 2020-27.2. But not to worry, because the US is only 21.7. Wow. France leads with 43.4%, followed oh, wow. closely by Iceland at 43. Well, France and Iceland are very progressive. I'm Clearly. Yeah. I'll join you. Let's move there. Let's 
Okay. So I'm terrible at French. They told me to stop trying to speak French last time I was there. Oh, they speak English. Just speak English. I know. I know. (laughs) Made someone very angry in a McDonald's bathroom because I wasn't speaking French. And I was like, but sir, we're in a McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Say bonjour for me. Bonjour. I started all right. Okay. So if I only say that. Yeah. Say hello. All the time. Mm. They'll just think I'm a special person or she's special. Just do what the British do. Just go in, speak English, but very loudly and point. (laughs) Can I have a sandwich, please? Can I have a double? (laughs) And a large chips, a large fries, please. That works. Uh, I do think that the Brits as tourists have kind of overcome being the U.S. and being the most disliked. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Which makes me feel good. Yeah. We are awful, though, to be fair. Why is that? Because you yell (laughs) like that? Um, I think it's because a lot of people go on holiday and just fucking lose their minds. And just binge drink and throw up everywhere and anywhere where there's rude and yeah, just it's mostly yeah, like you know France, Spain, yeah, Portugal. They call it Brits abroad. They're like, hey, fucking yeah, Brits (laughs) abroad, mate. We're going on a fucking get the beers inside, (laughs) way. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the only thing I've heard anytime I've gone anywhere with any (laughs) lot. It was just like, way. (laughs) It's raining right now, though, guys. (laughs) We don't mind a bit of fucking rain. Get the beers inside. Yeah, that's what we're all like. Uh, Me especially. (laughs) Yeah, you got out of hand last time you were here. It was embarrassing. Sorry. Sorry about that. Tried to buy all those guns from Walmart. All the extra larges at all of the fast food restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. You've got a story for me, or a, a letter or something, right? Yeah, so we've received a lovely little uh, story that I'm going to share it with you. So it's from Anonymous. Um, they wrote in last time. Yeah. <laughs> we have it's one such a unique even. name, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Hi, anonymous. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. Hi, guys. I have a dating story to share from my friend, which I thought you'd love, and I'll so I'll get right to it. So, my friend started seeing this guy who worked for a big global company. Okay, uh, Apple, uh, Microsoft, uh, d- 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 Liverpool. <laughs> Sorry, that's not what we're doing. My bad. <laughs> Things were going well, and they were texting a lot, which included a cheeky bit of sexting and sending photos to each other. Who allowed did they submit some of those photos? <laughs> <laughs> I do not have access to the photos, no. And you'll soon find out why. Oh, okay. However, 
It turned out the guy my friend was seeing was actually using his work phone to talk to her. No, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) One day, he sent an email from his, like, work email account to his personal email account. And due to this, got called into a meeting with, like, the big execs because you're not allowed to do this. So he sat down in the boardroom and his bosses proceeded to inform him that due to the email breach, they'd looked into what he was using his work mobile phone for and could see that he was using his phone to talk to personal connections. (laughs) They then went on to read every single text conversation between him and my friend out loud to demonstrate their point. Why was that necessary? I know. I mean, I kind of like it, but. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, you know. That is a, that is quite the move, though. I feel like if I were in his shoes, his shoes, right? We're talking about him. Yeah. I'd be like, I I get it. I already know what they said. Yep, I know. You don't need me up no more. You You read them. I know. I sent them. It's fine. I'm very aware of what was said. You do not need to read these out verbatim. (laughs) Okay, so after the humiliation, he got fired. Um, Imagine if they didn't fire him and he had to show up to work every day and look at these people. (laughs) Just actually, I'll fire myself. (laughs) Um, And my friend and this guy didn't work out. No surprises there. So moral of the story is don't use your work phone to sext anyone or you'll end up unemployed and alone. Thanks. (laughs) I feel like that's one of those things that you shouldn't have to say. No. But we're going to say it anyways. Don't use your work stuff to sext. Yes. (laughs) At minimum. Maybe don't use your work stuff for personal, but... Definitely not sext. <laughs> That's some advice from us to you guys. Don't use your work phone to sext, nor your email account. Okay. Oh my goodness. I just, I'm not, I am imagining like the most graphic stuff that having your boss and maybe HR and their boss and like just a janitor in there who's just like sweeping and like, <laughs> what? what if, what did you just say? <laughs> did you say to her? <laughs> and Gosh. I, oh, that I, I hope he learned his lesson and was able to recover marginally well because that is just like such a rookie dumb move. Such a rookie dumb move. Yeah, can you imagine? Mm. God. Okay, mm. so on the twentieth of April. <laughs> You sent to so-and-so. Send me a picture of your boobies. Oh, I want to root you. <laughs> want to fucking root you. See, I can't give you examples because I'm <laughs> not good at sexy talk. Uh, or, I mean, like, hey, what are you up to? Oh, nothing. I'm just at my desk thinking about you. I want to jerk off. But my boss, who is super ugly, is turning me off and he's standing ready. You know, <laughs> shit like that. And it just, ugh. Yeah. Fuck. That's a good one. I'm glad that it was not anonymous. I'm glad it wasn't you. 
who got fired and I'm glad it wasn't your friend. <laughs> yeah, Super no glad females, for the females. In the making of this. <laughs> I feel like we're smart enough to know better. Yeah. Well, okay, so that was kind of a funny work-related situation where perhaps some behavior that sh- needed to be held accountable got held accountable. That's great. Great to hear. <laughs> it works out some of the time. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Because I feel like I've heard so many stories where that has not been the case. And like, kind of like, yeah. Yeah. I was, someone printed off like porn at work and that person, it was before I even started and it's not my current job, but it was before I even started. And that person basically didn't get fired. They just got moved to a different department. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, oh, okay. So that seems like a pretty big deal when you're working with kids and printing off porn. But all right. (laughs) Whatever. There was that politician in England, I don't know whether you heard about it, who was watching porn whilst in the uh, Houses of Parliament. (laughs) Just on his on his phone, oh. yeah. And everyone, he's sitting in the front row, everyone behind him also is watching the porn. What a lad. <laughs> yeah, what well, a he, fucking lad. He got, he got like, you know, bollocked for it because I think there were women sitting behind him that were like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? Yeah. Um, and he said he was trying to look up tractors and clicked on the <laughs> wrong link. <laughs> oh, so many better excuses. Someone sent me a text and I opened it and it, that's what it was. I think I have a virus. Man, that would have been better than... I was trying to look up tractors. Sorry, you live in London. Why do you need tractors? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're in the middle of London, sir. <laughs> oh, God. Absolutely. Okay. And you said he got bullocked, so he got, like, fired? I think he got or... suspended. Okay. I can't yeah. remember. I don't know. Probably with pay. Yeah, I mean, a Pardon. load of them do, like, sexual harassment and just sort of get a slap on the wrist and yep. you know, go quiet yep. for a couple or of weeks and then go back to work. the rug. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have because we've done this a few times and I quite enjoy it. So if you don't mind, I have an, a work-related Am I the Asshole? Am I the Asshole? You know you are, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Thank you. I like that. Jingle. Cut that and that's going to be your new thing. <laughs> okay. So this is pretty new too. So there's comments, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Am I the asshole for eating sardines for lunch every day at work? Yes. Yes, guys. Done. We're done. (laughs) Do go on. No, there's a little more. I'm 31 years old and morbidly obese. Six feet and 315 pounds at my highest. And I have several health problems as well. Hypertension on three medications, all max dose. GERD on medication, sleep apnea, use CPAP every night. Oh, okay, I don't know why I needed to include this. Erectile dysfunction, which arguably <laughs> sucks more than anything else. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. It I did not read that part before I started reading this, and so that was a fun little surprise. <laughs> it always Laughing. is. I need mean, just a bit of erectile dysfunction to get me through the day. And it sucks more than my GERD and my sleep apnea and my hypertension and how fat I am. Well, it's not getting sucked, (laughs) is it? That's the problem. It's not. Last time I had routine blood work was over a year ago, and my cholesterol was above normal, quotes, but not high enough to need medication. My blood sugar was okay, thank God, but I'm due for more blood work soon, so hopefully that's still the case. Anyway, I've been trying to eat healthier, and after a lot of trial and error, I've settled on the following lunch. Are you ready? I'm ready. One can of sardines, 
two soft-boiled eggs, marinated in soy sauce, mirin and sake, also known as adzuke tamago. I like it. <laughs> Three point seventy-five ounce pieces of Cabot seriously sharp cheddar cheese, twenty grape tomatoes, three mini cucumbers, sliced and seasoned with tagine, and twenty black grapes. Very precise. Yeah, this lunch has stuck the struck the perfect balance of relatively cheap. The cheese is more expensive than I'd like, but everything else is reasonable. Two, relatively easy and fast prepare. The eggs can be a pain to fill and have to be marinated for 24 hours, but everything else can be prepared pretty quickly in the morning. Three, tasty. I legitimately enjoy eating all six of these foods and haven't gotten tired of them yet. And four, healthy. It's a very nutritious, balanced mix of foods. I've been doing this for a few weeks and have lost about 100 pounds. Well, damn, good for you. Yeah, 10 pounds. The problem is that, sorry, what? 10 pounds, isn't it? No. Oh, yeah, it is 10 pounds. What are you doing reading this? Just reading it with me. <laughs> it was 100 pounds. It made it more exciting. 10 pounds. You're right. So. Lost 10 pounds. <laughs> I went to public school. <laughs> the problem is that some of my coworkers dislike the smell of sardines in the break room. Oh, no uh, shit. Yeah. Today, one of them finally confronted me about it and said I need to stop eating those around other people. I said that sardines are normal food and I, that I have just as much of a right to eat my lunch in the break room as everyone it's else. normal food. She said that if I bring them again, then she's going to file a formal complaint with my boss. Excessive. Honestly, I'm not willing to give up my sardines, nor do I feel like I should have to. They're a bona fide wonder food. Okay, this is clearly a spokesperson for baked sardines. In addition to being a strong source of healthy protein and omega-3s, they're also a wonderful source of vitamins and minerals, including things that can be lacking in other foods like calcium and vitamin D. And since they're at the bottom of the food chain, you can eat them every day without having to worry about mercury poisoning like with tuna. And they taste great to boot. So my question is, am I the asshole if I ignore her demands and continue to eat sardines in the break room? P.S. Some people might ask why I don't just go to my car to eat. I would actually prefer that option even if this whole fiasco hadn't occurred because I'm very introverted. But unfortunately, our building and parking lot are both massive. So I'd end up half of my break walking back and forth and wouldn't have time to eat, especially since I like to savor my food. And on top of that, the summer is coming up and I'm not keen on going outside because I sweat profusely. I was in bold, so at my weight. Gemma, <laughs> thoughts? Well, um, yeah, you're the arsehole. <laughs> I cannot stand it when people eat fucking fish in a communal area. I hate it. But that's my opinion because I hate the smell of stinky fish. Um, Throw it in the microwave, heat it up a little bit, why don't you? Yeah, like, that. you know, when people bring, like, a fish pie into the office and heat that up in the microwave, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? <laughs> it's absolutely vulgar. <sighs> However, having said that, you know, I... I get that he's trying to be healthy and he's it's obviously working because he'd lost 10 pounds or 100, or 100. pounds or whatever. <laughs> um, I would argue that the cheese is not healthy. Um, but I guess, you know. Too. Yeah, for someone who's got hypertension, you know, a can of sardines, two soft-boiled eggs, cheese, that, that is a lot of salt, which mm-hmm. isn't going to help with that problem, mate. Um, I feel for his colleagues. 
I'll be honest. Every now and then, absolutely fine. Can't really moan about it. But every fucking day, I would be, I'd be kicking off. I would. It's not. I. Yeah. So you're the asshole, and that's your conclusion. In my opinion, yeah. (laughs) I think like a formal complaint feels a little excessive. Like, what's your boss gonna do? Like, I'm sorry. Hundred percent. And. I in every office about... I've worked in, we've there's been like a, you know, not rule an unwritten, yeah, an understanding that you don't bring in smelly food for lunch. Um, I'm not sure how how much you can enforce that, like legally. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just office etiquette, isn't it? Yeah, I'm wondering too. Does this person? Because we had a break room when we were still in the office, and you know. People sat in there if they wanted to eat lunch. People would come in and microwave stuff and leave and whatever. And our bigger issue was, like, who is hiding their dirty dishes in the cabinets because they don't want to do the dishes? Like, that was what we did. Because we rotated cleaning, like, the fridge and stuff when, you know, if you used it. Hmm. Um, And then it would be like, oh, there's just, like, seven Tupperware that are fully dirty and solidified under the in the cupboard under the sink because someone didn't want to do the dishes anyway um I guess I wanted would want to know because I ate my office if I got lunch and I didn't like I didn't eat it wherever I got it from or if I brought it I usually ate my office and that's because I just am a, I work through my lunch you know yeah um and it was a small break room and there was kind of a core group of people went in there and talked and like read puzzles and stuff and so I would want to know does this person have another option of where they could eat and maybe not their car, because like eating in your car seems kind of messy. And if it's going to be nice out, maybe maybe there's a bench outside. I don't know. I'm conflicted. I think everyone's kind of, everyone sucks here as an option. But I do want to read you some <laughs> of the comments, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. My personal favorite is, you're the asshole. Sardines, eggs, and sharp cheese. Just fart in her face and call it a day. <laughs> Man, his bowels. Another one is, I worked with a guy that eats sardines and eggs every day. We don't have a break room, so he ate in his workspace. It was tucked in the back corner of a room, but the room was close to a high traffic area. People were complaining about the smell so much that management was concerned that an animal had crawled up in the wall and died and started tearing down drywall. I don't know if they figured out it was a shit-ass lunch, but they moved him to a different building away from management. I really like sardines, but I've never, I would never eat them around other people. So I got to go with a soft, you're the asshole. (laughs) I agree. I'm curious what our listeners might think about this. So please write in and let us know if you think sardine, cheese, egg, man. I think man. Could be a woman, I guess. Guessing a man. Uh, Oh, rectile dysfunction. So yeah, probably a man uh is an asshole or not yeah let us know your thoughts is this guy <laughs> potentially a girl but probably a guy an asshole for eating sardines at work let us know if you've got any other funny work stories or for you know the people identifying as women out there any shitty workplace behavior or excessive requirement to carry emotional labor and do all those gendered tasks and i know you got loads so i don't know why i always do that accent when i talk to you on this podcast 
You do a wide variety of accents. I know, but I always revert back to that one, and I, I feel like it might be slightly... Um, well, it's not racist, but... <laughs> com- countryist, culturist, I don't know. I don't know. Write in about that too, folks. Yep. <laughs> Let me know if Gemma's I'm being uh, talk shit to us at gmail.com, y'all. Cool. Well, anything else you want to talk shit about? Or are we done? Are you done with me? It. I'm never done with you, but okay. we've got lives, families to feed, yeah, things to do, and I think we covered it for the week. Brilliant. Well, thank you once again to our listeners. Um, we really appreciate you listening. We love it keep sending in your stories and your questions um as you said before talk shit to us at gmail.com uh, <laughs> give us a like a subscribe give us a rating preferably five stars if you can review us even yeah give share us a with little your review friends. share with your friends download. share with your family download you know i'm not asking for much guys literally the simplest things that don't cost any money no they don't and it really helps us spread the word this feel good it does a little bit yes lovely bit of validation a little endorphin rush or oh, yummy yeah. <laughs> good chat and shit with you g and you go bye okay bye g bag remember when i was telling you the other day about how it's hard for me to leave my home because i don't want to leave my blender yeah your emotional support blender you called it which i thought was weird and maybe a little problematic I said it feels like my emotional support blender because of how many smoothies I make and how good I feel these days because of them. Okay, go on. Well, I found something the other day that may solve my problem. Oh, tell me more. I discovered this thing called Blendjet 2. It's a portable blender that you can use basically anywhere or anytime. Seems messy. I know, but it doesn't look like it is. Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. More like a margarita at work, know what I'm saying? (laughs) Or that, but it's also small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house and it lasts 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. So not messy at all, I don't think. Okay, I'm intrigued. And now I want a margarita. Me too. It looks like there's tons of different styles and colors. So you can have a margarita blend jet for work, a protein blend jet for the car, and a... Soup blend jet for the forest? <laughs> sure. Oh, I want the camo one because I am a certified badass. <laughs> Just don't lose it in the woods. Okay, so what are we waiting for? These look awesome. I know. What are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code TSPOD12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Blendjet feels so strongly that no other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They'll guarantee you love it or your money back. Gotta love the confidence and the ability to blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. Go to blendjet.com and use the code TSPOD12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping.
Shop today and get the best deal ever. I'll cheers you with our blend jet margaritas next time I see you. Brilliant. Cheers. Cheers. 